Today on The Rock Fight, I defend Lance Armstrong right after this. This episode of The Rock Fight is brought to you by Long Weekend Coffee. Today is the 4th of July. That means we're in a long weekend right now. With four varieties of beans, Long Weekend is the best coffee to start your outdoor adventures every day, not just on the weekend or a long weekend. Any weekend, any day, head to longweekend.coffee, longweekend.coffee, and enter promo code ROCK10 for 10% off of your first order. Long Weekend Coffee. More weekend, please. This episode of The Rock Flight is brought to you by Gear Trade. Since 1999, GearTrade.com has been your go-to home for unnew outdoor gear and apparel. You know you have that jacket, pack, or tent that has been left out of your past few adventures. Why not load it all in a box and let Gear Trade sell it for you? Heck, they'll even send you a box and a free shipping label. It's that easy to get cash money for all the stuff you're not using. Head to GearTrade.com and click on the Sell Your Gear tab to learn more. GearTrade.com we're also brought to you by Rock Fight, your new home for the best outdoor content. You'll find every episode of the Rock Fight Outdoor Podcast over there. And I'm telling you, bookmark the site now because we have some plans for Rock Fight that you want to be a part of. Rock Fight, ideas that aim for the head. Okay, let's talk about Lance. Welcome to the Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and today I'm picking a fight with the haters, Lance Armstrong haters, because while Lance's resume includes some pretty unforgivable items, his legacy isn't all bad. In fact, he deserves the credit for a lot of the good times that we've had in our lives. Guys, the Tour de France is here. You know how I know? Because the world has been buzzing about Netflix's documentary of last year's tour, and the number of large sunglasses-wearing, spandex-clad riders in my local roads have its grown to, I don't know, like 548% since this time last month. The tour is on our collective cycling brain. I'm recording this on Monday, July 3rd. This is going to run tomorrow on July 4th. And I'd like to say I've officially watched more minutes of a Tour de France after just two stages. Well, two and a half, stage three is underway, maybe even wrapping up as I finish this, than I have in easily more than a decade. It's, it's been a long time since I paid attention to the Tour de France. But I, like everyone else, has kind of been sucked back in thanks to the aforementioned Netflix doc, which, like everyone has already told you, is pretty fucking awesome. Because if nothing else, the show made me realize that I missed the tour which for a stretch at the beginning of this century, uh, the tour was a pretty big deal, thanks mostly to, yeah, you guessed it, Lance Armstrong. Now, before I really get into it, let me lay down some caveats about the title of this episode. I'm not defending anything Lance Armstrong did when it comes to cheating to win or the people he hurt to cover up the fact that he was cheating. It's all pretty well-trod ground, and he remains a pretty divisive public figure. We're going to get into that in a second, and I'm not looking to litigate that. But despite how you feel about Lance, if you started getting into cycling between 1999 and 2005, he's probably a pretty big reason why. And even if you didn't ride a bike because of him, he was still the source of some national pride that we had here in the United States. Personally, I'm the poster child of that movement. I followed along for the first couple of Lance and Team Postal Service victories before buying a cheap road bike in 2003. With the intention to ride with some folks, I worked with at a big cancer research fundraising ride in Massachusetts. By that time in my life, I had already started hiking and sea kayaking and snowboarding, and I was the prime target to add cycling to the list of things I wanted to do outside. 
the attention on Lance, Team Postal, and the tour, as well as the attention being paid to the cancer of it all, made it a pretty easy thing to get into. And for the next several years, road riding was all I wanted to do. And it was the same for those folks at work. We'd bang out 20-mile lunchtime rides, 40- to 60-mile group rides on the weekend, and during the nicer months of the year, this was in New Hampshire after all, we'd organize rides to and from the office. Uh, Our company added spin bikes to the office gym, and in the winter, our lunchtime rides would switch indoors. And all along, Lance Armstrong was the best cyclist in the world, an American winning where Americans typically didn't win. And it wasn't just national pride. This dude was a cancer-beating inspiration. He's like a bike-riding miracle. He kept riding his bike, so we kept riding ours. And we watched the tour every summer, our wrists adorned with those yellow bands. But fast forward a few years, right about to the time when my road bike was stolen from a Boston subway stop during the summer of 2009, that same cheap bike that carried me so many miles just a few years earlier, by that time it had mostly become a commuting tool. I discovered mountain biking, which then had become the taking the pole position of how I like to have fun outside on two wheels. And not long after that, the wheels came off for Lance and really for the American interest in the sport and the tour itself. After Lance's comeback and subsequent admission of his cheating, the 10-year love fest that we had with road cycling and the tour kind of came to a screeching halt. Yeah, and I admit to being in that group. When when Lance was in his first retirement and his integrity was still pretty firmly intact, I still watched the tour. And probably at the time, I felt like I was in for life. You know, kind of like a kid who had discovered basketball because they grew up as Michael Jordan was decimating the NBA. You know, I'd continue to enjoy the event and look forward to new faces every July, even if the dominance we'd seen from 1999 to 2005 could never really be repeated. But between my interest shifting to dirt and after Lance admitted everything to Oprah, I I kind of stopped caring about the tour. I remember being at a sales meeting in July for the brand I was working for a few years later. uh, And a few of my coworkers were talking about the tour, which was a week or two into its three-week run. And I just couldn't muster up the energy to pretend to care. And, you know, maybe some of that was lingering resentment towards a disgraced former hero of mine. Or, I don't know, maybe I had only really cared about Lance in the first place. Because, look, I've been more forgiving of Lance than a lot of people. For one, he's done the work. He's been on camera. He's been behind mics, taking accountability. And sure, some of that work is self-serving. Why wouldn't it be? He had to fix his reputation. But there's still a long-standing history in the U.S. of celebrities and individuals of note fucking up and then doing the right thing and then being forgiven when they take responsibility for their actions. Now, Lance definitely had a higher hill to climb in this regard, given what he meant to the cancer community. This wasn't just a dude, like, cheating on his wife and then publicly reconciling. But if you believe in a world where forgiveness is an option, and I do, any wrongdoing I felt when the truth came out about Lance, I've gotten over it. This guy has paid his dues. And regardless of what he did do, and he did a lot, I don't think he should have had his seven titles stripped. The guy was dirty in a dirty sport. Cleaned them all up, and he still would have won. I feel the same about Pete Rose, Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds. These are legends of their sport. Like, is it really that hard to add a footnote on their Hall of Fame plaques that says something about using steroids or betting on baseball? And it's the same with Lance. If Peacock puts up a Chiron of all-time Tour de France winners, is it that hard to add an asterisk and make note of anyone who won when we know doping was rampant? But regardless of all that, after my road bike was stolen back in 2009, I've never once thought about getting a new road bike or getting back into road riding. And there was even a time, actually, when a company I worked for was going to have this big road cycling event with a former Tour de France champion, and I got invited. And if I had gone, 
I was hellbent on rolling in in baggies, a t-shirt, and a helmet with a visor, you know, full mountain biking regalia just to be a dickhead contrarian. Now, I did get a gravel bike last fall, and I do plenty of hybrid road and dirt rides on it, but I just find roadie culture sort of repellent. You know, the kits and the mindset, the constant dodging of automobiles, it, look, it's just not for me anymore. You know, I appreciate what I gained as an athlete and outdoorist when I was in my roadie phase, but I'm, I'm good on it. I'm good. I take great pride in riding my gravel bike in a cotton t-shirt and baggy shorts. And look, not to be a total dick, but I've passed some spandex roadies dressed like that in my t-shirt and baggy shorts on my sort of little compact adventure bike. And it never fails to amuse me. When I see amateur roadies going for it with their matching kits and dumbass sunglasses, it just makes me chuckle. It's like someone playing pickup hoops in a LeBron Lakers jersey and matching shorts. So that in mind, sort of all these biases and a shift in personal passions, I kind of surprised myself when I saw the trailer drop for Tour de France Unchained on Netflix because I was immediately interested and I knew that I'd watch it. And I think that was the moment the light bulb went on when I truly understood kind of how special that time was in the early aughts. You know, Lance was winning and single-handedly fighting cancer and we were right there with him on our own bikes and it was cool with everyone. You could wear a U.S. Postal cycling jersey, and it wasn't lame like the guy I saw wearing one last week. Literally saw a guy wearing one last week. For a small stretch of time, bikes were cool because we had the most badass biker in the world. But man, did that love expire. I mean, look at the athletes with careers that have had some drama, to put it lightly. People like Tiger Woods or Mike Tyson, or not even athletes. How about actors like Robert Downey Jr., Or someone like Martha Stewart. These people have had legal and social ups and downs. And while there have been dark moments for them, we've continued to find ways to root for all of them after the fact. But not Lance. You know, anecdotally speaking, he's perpetually seen as the guy who cheated and hurt people. And I honestly think that's because his sport was cycling. You know, most people don't really care about professional bike riding. It's kind of easy just to leave him and the sport behind. It makes it easy on you that you you don't have to care about cycling anymore because, oh, the guy I cared about just ended up being a cheater. So, I don't know, maybe you feel duped by Lance and will never feel like he's worthy of your forgiveness. But in his defense, I still love what he meant to us back then and how he made cycling important. I mean, what do you think would have to happen for that to happen today? I mean, think of a sport not at all accepted by the mainstream in the United States. Like, I don't know, something like cricket. What, what would have to happen to get the country to rally around a cricket player in 2023? I'm not saying that it can't happen. I, it could happen. I, you know, we probably didn't see the Lance thing coming. But I'm just saying that it was pretty cool when it did. And, you know, as this episode is going up, we're three days into the current Tour de France, and I'm actually enjoying it. I'm excited to be following it, watching the highlights. I watched Unchained. The tour's back in my life. I'm not riding road bikes. I don't have an athlete that I've connected with like I did with Lance back in the day. It's not the same, and I doubt it ever will be again. But it is fun to have it back in my life. And I have Lance Armstrong to thank for that. Okay, that's all I have for you today. What are your memories from those early aughts tours? Did you fall off the bandwagon? Will you hate Lance forever? Send us your feedback. Email us at myrockfight at gmail.com. 
We'll be back on Thursday with Adventure Journal's Justin Hausman, who just goes off the rails as we talk about Apple's Vision Pro. You're definitely going to want to hear that conversation. Hope you're enjoying your holiday weekend, and I hope you're getting after it this summer because it is the best time of year. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight, LLC.